Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you doing today? How's how's everything going? How is your career going specifically? We're going to talk today about the special considerations that you want to keep in mind with Zoom and phone, phone interviews. So I'm not going to be covering any of the general interview rules. I've covered those plenty in previous podcasts, and you can check those out. But today we're going to talk specifically about the prevalence of Zoom and phone interviews right now. That's the majority of them are happening that way, and I'm getting a lot of questions. I want to kind of address those. As always, I want to be your career coach, so please check out the link to my calendar in the show notes, and you are welcome to schedule a one-hour consult with me if you're ready to talk about working one-on-one and getting the kind of help that really you can only get when you work one-on-one with a qualified professional. So I did use some sources for this podcast today, and they were theinterviewguys.com, indeed.com, careersidekick.com, and thebalancecareers.com. So you're welcome to check out any of those sites for more information. Um, And of course, my own wisdom came into play as well. So let's start specifically with Zoom. And then I have a couple of things that I want to address that are specific to phone interviews. So I've kind of divided this up into some categories of consideration. And the first one is the technology piece, right? So what I'm hearing from HR people loud and clear is that they are very um, turned off by people who aren't able to use Zoom. They're having a whole lot of trouble getting on. And this is very overcomable. And you certainly don't want to make that kind of first impression with a prospective employer. So whether it's Zoom or Skype or some other app that you want to download and get familiar with the app and actually practice with a friend, record it. You know, if you can use an interview coach like me, I highly recommend it, not just from the perspective of getting comfortable with the technology, but just getting comfortable with your interview skills as well. You want to check your audio and video performance ahead of time. So do the checks that come built into whatever system you're looking for. Now, can things go wrong at the, you know, despite how well you've prepared? Of course they can, but we're trying to minimize the chances that you're going to have a problem with the technology. Another one that seems to be a, a quite a big issue is not having a solid internet connection. Now, again, you may have a problem. I had a client the other day who had to cancel and reschedule because uh, there was a major power outage. She was had, had a major storm. Nothing you can do about that, and certainly they're not going to hold that against you. But in terms of being in the right place in your home to make sure that you have a solid internet connection, making sure that there's not, you know, someone draining your internet, you know, bandwidth in the uh, in your home with you. And also, you know, do you need to go somewhere else because you're not confident? I, I have a friend who lives far out in the country and her internet is spotty at best. So if this was a high value, you know, interview for her, she would probably want to drive into town and be at someone else's house um, and where she could be a little bit more confident in the internet connection. You also want to make sure your name is on the screen. So I'm I'm working with a lot of clients. And, of course, I'm not interviewing them for jobs, but they are my clients. And they have someone else's name in the, in the bottom left-hand corner of the Zoom screen or whatever it is. So just make sure it's your own name. You want to close everything else on your computer that can pull, you know, energy 
away. Email is a particularly vicious um, one because it's constantly updating itself. So close out everything else that you don't need. You want to look into your camera while you're speaking because then you're going to look like you're making eye contact with the interviewer. You don't have to look in the camera when they're speaking because you're not going to be able to see them. You want to look at them on your screen. But when you're talking, look into your camera. You know, know where your mute button is. Have your, your, your finger on the mute button, if you will. So if you have any kind of an emergency, even though you've planned and tried to minimize that, something might still come up and you want to be able to mute, the, mute your um, reception. And then finally, you want to use your laptop or desktop. I am getting nauseous by people trying to use their phone for Zoom calls because they're holding it and it is moving. Even if they think they're not moving it, it's moving. An iPad may work, may not work. You really have to look at that. So those are the things you can do as far as technology. Get really prepared and know, you know, what you're going to know the, the application you're going to be working on and get really comfortable with it and do all these things to minimize the chances of there being problems. The next one I want to talk about is your environment. So here's a big one is the room lighting continues to be an issue. And, and I'm, I'm basing this not on people who are, are going on job interviews, of course, but these are clients who are talking to me and some of them have really poor lighting. If you don't have a great camera on your computer and most people don't, and you're going to be doing a lot of Zoom interviews, it is so worth the money to purchase an external camera. The one I have is, is made by Logitech and it makes all the difference in the world. And I also have a ring, which I think cost me 15 bucks. And I can, it's, it's not fat enough that there's a clip on it. And there, it's not fat enough to fit over the external camera. It's designed to fit over the, the camera that's built into your computer. So what I do with my ring is once I put it on, I clip it onto one side or the other of the external camera. And actually, with the other day, I was thinking I probably should get a second one and have them going on both sides. But they were 15 bucks, you know, so it's very inexpensive. But in general, with your room lighting, try some different things out. In general... If you have, if you're backed up to a, a window and that window is open, you are going to be darkened and they, because the aperture is going to open up to that bright sunlight and they're not going to see you. So think about things like closing blinds, closing curtains. You really want to take a critical look at your background. What are they going to be looking at? Will they be distracted by that? Now, you may need to use one of the, like the Zoom virtual backgrounds. I don't love them because they are still very pixelated. And oftentimes when you move your head, like your ear looks like it fell off, right? Like it's very disconcerting. I don't care for it. Um, and certainly doesn't fool anybody. Now, you may have access to better performing backgrounds than what is provided by Zoom. So, you know, that's that's your option. But in general, if you can make your natural background undisturbed, look professional, have the right lighting, you're going to be better off. You want to make sure you're in a quiet location where you cannot be disturbed. This is when you're like kids, dogs, whatever, spouse, significant other, friends. No, like this is off limits right now and you want to really maximize that. You certainly do not want people walking. And I have had this happen with my clients is that people are walking back and forth in the background or somebody's got the TV on, it's on mute, but the TV is on and I can see it changing screens in the background. You don't want any of that. You also want to make sure that your phone is silenced and then any notifications on your computer. You don't want your computer beeping. You don't want your phone beeping reminders to you while you're in an interview. The next category I want to talk about is your materials. 
So when you are on a Zoom or a phone interview or Skype or anything like that, you can really have a cheat sheet close to you. Now, I want you to be careful with the cheat sheet that it is just that. It is not lengthy notes because then you'll you, there is a tendency to want to read them or to refer to them frequently. What I'm talking about is, for example, when I teach you to have 10 car stories ready for your behavioral interview questions, you might have just a little notation for what each of those are. Like number one is the story about, number two is the story about, right? So I just got just that. I don't have it all written out because, again, I may end up like trying to shuffle through papers or read it and none of those is going to serve me. The other thing you want to do is have a pen and paper handy because you're going to be taking notes based on what the employer tells you. You may have, you know, you may want to jot something down that you want to remember to tell them later. So you just want to have a pen and paper handy. The last area that I want to talk about is you and how you look and show up. So number one, you want to wear professional attire, even if you're on a phone interview and they cannot see you, you want to be dressed as though they could. This affects how you show up for the interview, how you sound, just how you, your persona. It is worth it, totally worth it to be dressed up as though they were meeting you in person. It's also important with Zoom and and the other um, apps is to make sure that you're, to remember that your face is the only place that they can read your body language from. So you want your face to be expressive within your range of expressiveness. Don't go nuts on me. Um, but you want to make sure that they can see you, um, that they can they can read your body language from your face. You want to be on time for these calls, but not early because sometimes they've got another call going on that backs right up to it. I know that with my clients as I get on, I start getting onto Zoom one minute before the hour or whatever time the, the call is supposed to be. And that gives me plenty of time to get on there because again we've done all that testing ahead of time we know everything's working now we're just getting on there and and actually having the interview make sure that you verify the date and time and and all of those things if you have any questions in a perfect world they send you a calendar invite you dump it into your calendar and it's there to go you have a reminder that reminds you of it you know you've got the url all of that but in case they don't or in case you have any question whatsoever make sure you're on the same page. It's important to speak slowly and clearly when you're on Zoom and and on phone interviews because there can be, you know, glitches, there can be little breaks in in reception and they may miss something. So you want to make sure, now you don't want to speak terribly slow. I don't mean to suggest that you slow everything down like this. What I am saying is if you tend to speak quickly, you tend to be a very fast talker, let's see if we can't modulate that down a little bit for the purpose of the interview. Also, try not to get flustered if technology problems occur. They are they're going to occur if you're going through any number of these interviews. There will be problems, and these are problems that you cannot foresee. So how you handle them will be an indication to the employer of how you will handle problems and, and emergencies and challenges in the job, and they will be looking at it, I promise you, from that lens. So you want to be a smooth customer. You don't want to get flustered. You want to just deal with the issue. And then finally, keep water nearby. You do not want to have a tickle in your throat. 
I know that when I'm coaching my clients, I am drinking water throughout. There is no problem whatsoever with doing that. You don't have to ask permission. It is understood and expected. So finally, let's talk about some considerations specific to phone interviews. One of the the comments that I get very often from clients is that they will get a call from an employer to schedule an interview, and they say, it felt like it was an interview. And my response is always, it was an interview. I promise you, no matter whether they're on the phone with you for 30 seconds or 10 minutes or an hour, they it is, a, it is an interview and you should treat it as such. So my point here is, if they if you get a call out of the blue and they seem to want to talk a little bit, like it feels like maybe it's a little bit of a screening interview, you're not prepared, you haven't, you know, maximized your or optimized your environment, you haven't done all these things that we've just talked about, then it's okay to say, hey, I can't, I can't talk right now, but I would love to talk to you. You know, would, would you be available at two or four this afternoon or something like that? Or when would you be available later today? So don't feel like you have to take that call Again, this is an unscheduled, hey, we want to interview you, and then they start wanting to ask questions. Um, you want to maximize it. You owe it to yourself to, to optimize your environment. And if that's not the case, and you're going to have kids screaming or dogs barking or you know beepers and buzzers going off, then you want to ask them to reschedule. Also, smile. They will hear it in your voice. Like, I hope you do right now. I sound creepy, don't I? <laughs> But be sure to smile as you talk. Remember, you know, we talked about with the Zoom interviews that all they have is kind of head up. They don't even have that with with the phone interview. So you really want to pack that into your voice with a real friendly uh, smile. Also, be where you can get optimal cell reception. So make sure that wherever, if that's someplace in your home, if you have to be outside of your home into another, you know, environment to get a really predictably solid cell reception, then do that. And then finally, don't hesitate to ask for clarification or questions. So, so the, you know, the flip side of them not getting any body language from you is you're not getting any body language from them. And so if you have any doubt about what, you know, direction they wanted you to go uh, with the question, then you can ask for clarification. You want to make sure that you're not going in a, in a different direction, right? So I <laughs> I think about the question, if you've ever seen um, Miss Congeniality and one of the candidates who ends up winning the Miss, whatever they call it, the Miss whatever pageant, um, she gets asked, what's your favorite date? What's your favorite date? And she's like April 27th or something like that. <laughs> And so she clearly did not understand the question. So it's okay to ask for clarification. Could you reword that? Or let me make sure I understand the question correctly. This could be because there was some, you know, glitch in the reception and you didn't hear the whole question, or it could be you just don't really understand what they're asking for. And that's that's a, a, a tip in general for interviews, but it becomes even more important when you start taking away the the nonverbal cues, right? So in an, in an actual interview, if you are going in the wrong direction with it, you know, you've misunderstood the question, let's say, you're going to start, they're either going to stop you and, you know, reconnect, redirect you, or you're going to start seeing awkward, like, you know, glances at other people in the room. And that would be a perfect opportunity to stop and say, let me make sure I understand the question. You don't have that in the phone interview. So don't hesitate to ask for clarification or, you know, can you reword the question? So I hope these tips for Zoom and phone interviews have been helpful. 
Um, as always, I want to be your career coach. I talked about that at the outset. Don't forget on the socials, Lisa, Lisa.Edwards at Instagram, Exclusive Career Coaching on uh, Facebook, and you can find me on LinkedIn at Lisa.Edwards, L-E-S-A. And I will see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.